I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. concert at the Wilma in downtown Missoula. He gets done with the concert. He's like wrapping up his last song. He pulls out a bottle of Grey Goose and he chugs the entire thing and then walks off the stage. Here I am, 20 years later, I still have absolutely no clue if that was real or not. The old school hip-hop here from Idaho Central Arena continues. What's up, everybody? is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. Joined now by Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz. A little later than uh, we're used to here. What's going on, man? How's your day been? It's been a great day. It's one of those factors, right, where you get the win and you're excited, but then you got to go to work. At least for me, I had to go put my boards together and kind of get all these storylines in place. And even though you know these teams well, Coulter, everybody, like we talked about really on the show yesterday, these teams evolve. And to see how Northern Arizona has been different now than when the last time these two played, that's fascinating to me and helps tell the story tonight. So it's been a relaxing day, but it's been a day of prep in the hotel room. I, I have not made, uh, I didn't make my step counter today. <laughs> <laughs> Missing the first hour of the show, took you all the way around the wide world of high school hoops. We got state tournaments across all levels of high school basketball coming up. We also heard from Leon Costello, the uh, athletic director at Montana State. Gave us some interesting stuff just in terms of the uh, the logistics of why these games are being played late, what the new format uh, for this tournament you know, what kind of went into the decision-making among the Big Sky Conference administrators and, and uh, athletic directors from around the league. And then we also gave you an update on the women's tournament as part of Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Chris Redpath, by the way, will be back tomorrow, so looking forward to that. But NAU, Sac State, they'll play for the uh, women's championship. You find everything from today's first hour on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Part of our tournament takeover is brought to you by Dave Maldonado, Maldonado Law. Maldonado Law, their goal is to provide quality and thorough representation. Dave Maldonado, he is one of the most successful trial lawyers in Western Montana. He's incorporated sophisticated management systems, utilizing cloud-based technology and maintaining trained and competent staff that efficiently runs daily operations so he can focus on what truly matters to you, your case. If you're facing a DUI charge, a criminal charge, you need help fighting the insurance companies. You don't need to mess around. You need to call Dave. You can call him at 406-542-552, excuse me, 4653. That's 552-4653. Or better yet, and way easier to remember, visit 
BigSkyDefender.com. Uh, first of all, let's start with the game last night, the uh, Grizz game. Uh, it was a great college basketball game. The environment in here was awesome. Idaho State uh, showed a lot better than I actually thought they were. We, I kind of dogged on them yesterday on the show, so they're not very talented. Well, Brock McKenzie's pretty darn talented. Brent Parker uh, definitely had an issue. you gotta, you got to deal with him for sure on the block. And it was back and forth, back and forth, and the Grizz really pulled away. What would you see? That was a fun game. It was for, great for, game. for somebody to call, somebody to watch, right? Because there, had, there was flow the entire game. For the Grizz, they never made a sub, and they didn't commit a foul until the 929 mark. I don't know if I've ever had that happen before. So just the, the pace of the game, it really changed for me, Coulter, the first four minutes of the second half. I felt that the Grizz were in chase mode and try and contain McKenzie and just wait for those percentages to kind of even out when Idaho State was shooting the lights out. McKenzie, I think he made his first six or seven shots in that game. Then it turned into the On and Moody show. In the, in the second half, I think the Grizz really seized control, and, and that really makes Idaho State uncomfortable. They're not a team that's built to playing from behind. So I think once the Grizz kind of seesawed in front, retook the lead there early second half, it's kind of over from there. But, man, On and Moody. I mean, what he can do, he's just been the talk of this tournament. As you know, a lot of Grizz fans have reached out to me even in the last 24 hours and just saying, this guy is unbelievable. He's the best player since blank, right? And those kind of conversations are coming up. To where a month ago, I mean, what was on in Moody's role, right? And now all of a sudden, 23 points per game, and he's the talk of the town. I think a big number two, seven assists for him. The Grizz got big contributions across the board. They were a team, we talked about on your show plenty, they were five or six deep, and that was just not going to cut at this time of year. Now they're seven or eight deep. Lalu Oki was plus eight his time on the floor. Lonel Martin plus 11 his time on the floor. I just felt everybody contributed. It felt like a really big team win, especially sitting courtside. The, the evolution and emergence of Anand Moody is one of the most fascinating stories I've covered in my time covering Grizz basketball because he was sort of pigeonholed as this spot scorer at North Dakota, and then he was pigeonholed as this stand in the corner and be a spot-up shooter guy at Southern Utah. And the first half of this year, you saw some flashes, but you also saw some clashes. I think that his sort of freelancing, uh, improvisational abilities – is certainly outside of the norm of what Travis DeCure likes, especially for a guy that has the ball in his hand so much. And I remember thinking when the Grizz were sitting at three and six in league play, I remember thinking, well, this, this is just pretty cut and dry. If if you're trying to ride on and Moody and Deshaun Thomas and guys like that uh, to, to a Big Sky title, it's just not going to be good enough. Well, boy, was I wrong. As soon as on and Moody sort of emerged from his shell and uh, – threw all caution in the wind and said, hey, I'm, I'm making this my show. We're going to do this my way. It's been unbelievable to watch, man. I mean, this is one of the great second-half runs we've ever seen a Grizz have. And for somebody, too, that has always been a role player, I think he's even struggled with belief yeah. that this is real right now. There's times yeah. before, and, and you know he's quite the character, right, on and off the court. We can see that when he plays. But when you have raw moments with him, the honesty comes out of, he goes, am I in a dream right now? Because this is the most fun I've ever had playing basketball. He's 25 years old. He's played 120 games. But this is it. The limelight, the spotlight, all of it, and how he's transformed this Grizzly team. What people don't know, Coulter, is the leadership aspect, what he's done behind sure. the scenes. And that started in the locker room after the Sacramento State game, and it's evolved from there. Because what has happened? He has gotten the keys to the car, and that's to no detriment or knock on anyone else on the team, but they've given the keys to the car to On and Moody and everything revolving around him. The offense, I give Coach Takira a ton of credit. We know how stubborn he can be sometimes, right? 
they changed the offense. They changed sure. the offense to better suit this personnel. For sure. And that's been the difference in all of this right now and why we're still talking about the Grizzlies with four teams left. Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz, joining us here on Nuanas Now, live from Idaho Central Arena here in downtown Boise. Uh, I, I, I'm i a huge fan of offensive basketball where guys move without the ball. And what the Grizz system has been, not just under Travis DeCure, for, but for pretty much my entire life, has been the old-school Stu Morrow high-low. And it gets the point guard involved a ton. It gets the big guy involved a ton. They need spot shooters around him. And when he got the pieces, it works. I mean, there's 13 banners hanging at Dahlberg Arena for a reason. It definitely works. But in modern-day basketball, especially with the type of body type you're going to be able to recruit to Montana, getting guys that can move without the ball and that don't have to dribble it till it's flat to create their own shot, it's going to get you a superior level of talent. And that's where I think the Grizz deserve all the credit in the world because they did. They changed their offense, and that's what Moody does so well is move without the ball, and then when he gets the ball, he can also create. But it's been a fundamental change, and he looks – I mean, you're watching this take. Yeah, he looks very a la Clay Thompson, except for he's better at uh, the in- the intermediate stuff. I'm not saying he's better at Clay Thompson. That would be egregious. But you know what I'm saying. Like, he has three levels to his game as well. He's been getting the rim, all of it. So, I mean, it is. It's, it's been It's been – a lot of credit deserved to the coaching staff for being able to adjust to fit that style. Big time. And I'm curious from your take because I see it through the numbers, right? And sometimes I get clouded with too many numbers and stats. He makes everybody else better. Who yeah. do you feel maybe has benefited the most from Anand Moody maybe being the man and, and having these secondary options? Who have you seen elevate their game along with Anand Moody the last month? Brandon Whitney because now Brandon Whitney doesn't have to be the guy on the ball. But Brandon Whitney needs the ball to be the guy to score the ball. But now, he, like... Uh, it, it's a la when LeBron James was, and Kyrie Irving were playing for the Cavs. LeBron James is the point guard in the extended fast break. LeBron James is the point guard off the miss. Kyrie Irving is the point guard in the half court. Now the Grizz can do that. They can run some sets for Brandon Whitney to get him going, get him in the lane. Uh, but he doesn't have to be the quote-unquote point guard all the time. He can just play on the ball some of the time. And now, like his game yesterday, quintessential Brandon Whitney. He's 6 of 8 from the floor, 18 points. But he doesn't have to be the guy that teams are sagging off of, that are forcing him to shoot. He can just get his when it's his turn, and then he doesn't have to get his otherwise. That's been another huge adjustment for this Grizz team. Last three games for Brandon Whitney, 17 points per game, but shooting 70% from the floor. You have him, Moody, everybody. It, it's just it's a kind of poetry in motion right now, and I'm, I'm with you. Brandon Whitney just feels like a weight got lifted off his shoulders. And whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, when the weight was on his shoulders, man, you could tell. I mean, two points. He had bad weekends against Portland State, Sacramento State. The weight's been lifted. He's been playing free. He's had nine points or more every single game in February and March, and he's a big reason why, too, no question. A couple more things on Moody and the Grizz. Uh, First of all, Moody's from Dickinson, North Dakota, and he plays with such a a small-school pizzazz. And at this point, I'm just considering him a Montana guy, right? Like, he he reminds me of some of these guys. Like, we're going to see this next week. He reminds me of a guy that just goes, takes the Class B tournament by storm, right? Just a baller from a small town. All they got to do is hoop. But it, it got me thinking, though, about how I think – I hope that Ana Moody represents something broader and bigger uh, to this Grizz basketball team and the Grizz coaching staff. I think sometimes, for better or for worse, uh, this staff has been stuck on their hotbeds for recruiting. And when your hotbeds are Seattle and Tacoma and the Bay Area – you're okay because those are two of the best basketball areas in the United States of America. But I also think that they've passed over, overlooked, or sometimes maybe just not given enough attention to 
guys in their own backyard. And I think that's why you see there's only a couple. I mean, I guess right now only Mac Anderson on the Grizz roster that's, that's from it. Montana, right? Rhett Reynolds on the roster. Rhett Reynolds from, from Shelby. Caden Bateman from Missoula Big Shad. Yep. Both those guys, young up-and-comers. We'll see if they can do anything uh, in the future. Uh, but, but to me... I don't think there's a crazy number of, of D1 guys in Montana, but I do think there's more guys that are D1 uh, than, than maybe get the opportunity to do it. And the reason I always argue that is the evaluation of the coaches right now as these kids are in high school is not incorrect. There isn't D1 guys in Montana right now. But that doesn't mean guys can't become D1 guys if they're given a chance. And this day and age, when everybody just leaves all the time, why not get a kid into your program? I mean, we were talking about this uh, after hours last night. And, hey, you know, who was Kevin Criswell? I mean, Kevin Criswell is coming from Colstrip, Montana. He's like 5'10 when he was coming out of high school, 140 pounds. He comes in, walks out of Montana. He redshirts. He grows three inches. All of a sudden, he's 6'1". And then by the time he's a sophomore, he's 6'2". And then all of a sudden, he's a 1,600-point scorer at Montana. He's one of the greatest Grizzly of all time. That wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't get an opportunity. And I know not everybody's going to become that, but I just, I just think that. I hope and Moody is sort of a microcosmic example of what small-town kids can become if they're given the opportunity. So I can use the cliche, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, that's right. right. And you're so right with Anand Moody. He played the Class A school in North Dakota, which is the equivalent of Class C in Montana. Wow. He's the all-time leading scorer in North Dakota high school history. So you'd be right. That's exactly what he did. He averaged 34 points per game and absolutely lit it up. But I'm with you, and I think you get investment, you get buy-in from the end of your bench – that only strengthens your program and also from the community and the state involved. I think when you can have more of a local flavor, I've been saying that for years as a Montana guy, right? I would love to see three, four, five Montana guys on the roster. And especially now in this day and age of college basketball culture, how much turnover happens. And this is not just the Grizz or picking on them, but it's three or four guys into the bench that are kind of rinse and repeat each year, right? Where you're changing it over anyway. Maybe you get investment buy-in from guys that are from, it doesn't need to be small-town Montana either. Take a chance on one of the best players in AA. Sure. You know they'd love to do it. Prove everybody wrong, all of it. So I'm right with you on that, and maybe that's because we're Montana guys too. Yeah, I mean, it's true, but also, like, you just never know what somebody can become, and I I just think that it's actually a more surefire recruiting strategy. I think that one of the things that gets most under-recruited in the big sky is – your non-starters, like recruit for your bench, recruit the guys that are going to be the five, six, seven, eight guys, and if those guys are guys that playing for the name on the front of the jersey means something to, that's going to get you better, especially this time of year. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. If you don't see us in the studio, it's because we're here live from Boise, Idaho. Our tournament takeover continues. Thanks to all of our great sponsors, including Dazzler's Car Wash. Dazzler's Car Wash located right next to us. Uh, out there off North Reserve, our next-door neighbors of Missoula Broadcasting Company. Dazzler's Car Wash, great way to keep your car sparkling, shiny, and clean uh, all year long. I just printed a story about Montana State and their quest for a second straight Big Sky title. I was going to read this quote to you from Chris Cobb. He gave this to me earlier this year. He said, I think in the last three seasons, Danny Sprinkles started his evolution of the program, and last year Montana State was the most passionate, competitive, and together for the name on the front of their jersey than anybody in the league. That's why they won it. I think they're at the same this season that he gets them to play incredibly hard. 
it's not because of the Montana guys, but I do think there's a part of it where it's because he's a Montana guy. He's a Montana State alum. Travis Takir has that same pride at his school, coaching at his alma mater. Uh, but it's just the last – I just want to give that one last example of uh, just how important it is to play for the name on the front of your jersey. Danny Sprinkle, I – and again, this might sound crazy coming from my perspective. Watching him coach the last two years has been nothing short of impressive. I get inspired and fired up watching him coach. And that whole roster has buy-in. And at this point, you have to have that. The teams that don't have buy-in, Coulter, are gone. Their seasons are done at That's this right. point. Danny Sprinkle, I'm, I'm right with Coach Cobb on that. We've had plenty of conversations on and off the record about it. And there's a lot of ab- admiration in the state, I think, for both programs. And that is really cool, too, because I think Sprinkle respects Coach Takir and his staff uh, tenfold as well. Got a lot of texts, a lot of calls from all you fine folks out there. And uh, we were having this debate. Uh, actually, I was bothering Riley during his call because I'm a bad friend. But he had his headphones off. So I was talking to him and, and uh, Montana Sports Information Director Jackson Wagner. And I asked him, I said, guys, Anna Moody is the what? All-time most exciting player in Grizz history. And I don't, I'm not ready to deem him the most exciting player in Grizz history or the best showman ever. But he's up there, man. And the only guys I can remember as somebody that's followed Grizz hoops since the early 90s that really compare... In terms of being able to play the crowd, are J.R. Camel, who was a great native player from up in Arlie, who then played at Hellgate and then starred for the Grizz in the mid to late 90s. Michael Ogine, but but Moody's a way bigger showman than Ogine. Ogine is so excited because he's so athletic, but blowing kisses to the crowd, kissing the camera, you know, counting them up when he gets an and one. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you've been doing this for a little while now, too. I mean, he's got to be one of the most exciting, one of the great showmen you've ever called. For a complete package, he's it. He's number one to me because exactly how you described it with Mike Ogine, a ton of respect, but he was that quiet confidence guy. His athleticism, I think, took him over the top, or Anand Moody's showmanship yeah. takes him over the top because he backs it up with his game. I was trying to do this comparison. I know it's he's the most exciting player all around that I've covered in seven years, and I wanted to text some people that have watched Grizzly Hoops a lot longer than me, and old Grizzly Bill Schwanke yeah. pulled out one from the archives that I would have never went to, obviously, but Zip Rhodes from the <laughs> late it. 50s. Love so it. It, Zip. That goes to tell you, though, that someone who's been watching Grizzly athletics for 50, 60, 70 years, yeah. that on and Moody's at least in that kind of category. So it's not bombastic that me and you were having this kind of conversation, just putting him in an all-time category. Now, of course, he has to complete it all, but at the same time, he deserves to be in that conversation. I thought that was super fascinating. Big Sky Spotlight presented by Dave Maldonado. Maldonado Lot. You don't want to fight the insurance companies by yourself. Let Dave and his team do it for you. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how he can help you. One other thing we were uh, talking about yesterday is that it's so funny in this tournament, especially in the men's game because of the way that the structure of the game is, when a team gets out to a big lead, if the other team then relegates themselves to basically saying, hey, we're just not going to get completely blown out of the gym, we're just going to chip this thing down so we lose by 14, it it makes the whole second half of the game completely different than – what you might expect. We saw this in the Montana State Northern Colorado game. I mean, they were doubling up UNC, and then UNC basically just said, all right, we're going straight at the rim, trying to get layups, and then we're going to just hack them on the other side and, and see where the chips may fall. The, the way to sort of mitigate the scores is sort of weird right now in men's college basketball. Yeah, it's one that bothers me a little bit because you watch the game and it's like, okay, this is not – the basketball that we thought we were getting, just the game plan. They kind of throw it out the window a little bit. 
I hope we don't have those scenarios tonight because that would mean we'd have blowouts across the board. I think we're going to get a couple of close games. We'll see. But it is weird, especially tournament time too, right? Especially when you're playing for your season. Why would you worry about mitigating the score like that? But we've seen it a couple times now in this tournament. It's been sort of awkward to watch. But <laughs> regardless, uh, this comes to a bigger conversation, though, of how do you think we could make men's college basketball better? Because I do think that basketball across the board has gotten so much better just in terms of increasing the visual appeal. The only thing that really hasn't is men's college basketball. And I think a lot of our listeners probably don't realize that because they don't start following it until March. And a lot of times in March, a lot of the things that drives me nuts about men's college basketball, it goes away because the officiating gets better. The flow of the game is way better. And it's just not nearly as as start and stop, start and stop. But, I mean, like, the way that the last couple minutes of a game can go sometimes – it's just brutal, man. It, just, it robs a lot of excitement out of it. Uh, the officiating can completely take over a game and really a conference. You look at the Big Sky Conference, second highest foul rate in all of the mid-major. And it's not a coincidence that the top five foul rates in the country are the five West Coast conferences. It's all the teams from the all the conferences from the West because they share the same officials. When you go to a non-conference game, and I'm going to use Duquesne as an example. The Grizzlies yep, went over and yep. they played in downtown Pittsburgh. The way those games are officiated is yeah. completely different, and I think that is a massive factor down the road. And you get to March, then the game's officiated different because now they're letting them play a little bit more, For right? Sure. Which is what everybody wants to see. So why can't we do that year-round? It's it's maddening to me sitting courtside and getting into a foul fest or when the game can be totally dictated. Let's be savvy about it. If the, if the best player on the floor has two fouls and it's not like a crazy foul, well, why are we why are we – taking him out totally. of the game with three fouls. you got to have some more feel with it. As far as making college basketball better, a couple things that I know we probably share the same sentiments on, four quarters, yep. but you can't get rid of the single bonus. Okay. Okay, on foul four and five, you still have a one and one. Okay. And then anything after that's double bonus. There's double bonus, Because okay. there's drama with that. Four quarters, it's shorten the game, not make it a foul fest. And then I like the advance rule, but only once. You okay. can advance it one time in the final minute in the fourth quarter. Because I think the women's game a little bit gets crazy when you can have three or four banked up. Because none totally. of these coaches are using timeouts. Brian Holsinger, not to call him out, but just any coach would maybe have an instant where they could do this. Yeah. But he probably could have used a timeout in the second quarter when his team was getting outscored 21 to 4 right right, but they wanted to save it for the end so those are a couple of the mini changes that i think could help make it better anything i'm i'm missing out on but i think we're on the same page with officiating fouls timing all of those things basketball around the globe has four quarters except one level of college basketball that's men's college basketball everything else plays four quarters (laughs) i mean it just helps with the flow it helps with the rotations it helps with the timeouts it helps with the fouls it helps with everything. That would be the number one change I would make as well. And I agree. I agree with both of your sentiments. The uh, the Grizz and Northern Arizona are on to the court. They're warming up. We are a little bit over an hour away from tip. This game tips uh, at 6.30. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, here uh, on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Our tournament takeover continues, presented in part by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls. Want to watch this game? Head on down 3621 Brook Street. They're going to have food and drink specials. They'll have it on a variety of their uh, almost three dozen big screen TVs. So go check them out there uh, on the south side of Missoula, Paradise Falls. Missoula's coolest hotspot. I mean, all right, so let's talk about this. Uh, What do we think uh, of this exact matchup? Uh, This, I mean, 
Montana NAU records, it's cliche, but throw the records out because, I mean, I feel like this comes down to the last possession every single time they play. I mean, ever since the COVID year, we've been just going down the wire every time it's Grizz versus Lumberjacks. It's been crazy. They've split the last eight meetings. The two meetings this year were both decided by a single point. Both went down to the wire, obviously. The game down in Flagstaff, the Grizz weren't quite themselves. That's easy for them to say now. Obviously, they lost the game. But Coulter, nobody had more than a one-possession lead for the final 14 minutes of that game. It was wild back and forth to see the execution. I think that both of these teams are a fascinating matchup for each other. You've for got sure. Carson Tout. I think that that is one guy in this league that is not talked about enough. He, I think he's, he's my incredible. spirit animal, man. He's he's like everything I want to be in a basketball player. He can't dribble, he can't shoot, and he's still so impactful because he plays with so much energy, so tough. When he gets the ball, he just swings it, he moves it, he plays defense. He's a relentless rebounder. I just love watching him play. Back-to-back games against the Grizzlies where he has really torn them up on back-to-back seasons where he has had over 100 assists as a big fellow in the middle. He's kind of the factor. I think that the headline of this game is going to be, obviously, the top two three-point shooters in this league on the top two three-point shooting teams in this league in Montana and NAU. It's, of course, Jalen Cohn against Onan Moody. Probably be the other guys that decide this game. I have a, just an inkling culture that it's time for Josh Bannon maybe to, to have his moment, and I think that this matchup could also provide that. So we will see. These two teams are very evenly matched, and there's no secret as to why they've been to one-point games. They haven't met since in the tournament since when? Man. I don't even know. Maybe the last time NAU hosted a tournament? How about the Jack Murphy, Travis DeCure handshake? Oh, buddy. Hey, the semifinal in 2015. That was the last time they faced out. The people at NAU are still complaining about this. (laughs) Oh, they sure are. (laughs) They they want revenge from that game here tonight. But this is the first time they've met in a tournament since then, and that was Travis DeCure's first year. Well, this would be a huge moment for NAU's men's basketball team because at that exact moment, they were good, and they were a competitive team in the big sky. And then that team, even though they lost in Missoula, they went on to what? Did they win the they, CIT? They won that? the CIT. I mean, they won multiple postseason games, won the CIT that year, and uh, then it was just off a cliff for a while. Well, you talk about the Murphy era after that. I mean, 76 wins in seven years. I mean, it has been yeah. sparse for NAU. Colts are coming into this tournament. They lost their first-round game nine times in 12 years. They just have not had success. It seems they have not been able to get out of their own way. But one factor that comes in tonight, I'm curious to get your take, right? I go, I go down the rabbit hole, and I see it maybe through one lens when I'm prepping. But what do you think of the mental psychology of NAU now having a day off having to think about it, having to see all the press clippings. Now, I know it's great and all, but at the same time, they have not experienced that all year. Is that a factor at all tonight? Is it not? I think that the fact that they got their hearts broken so much this year, I mean, losing at the buzzer twice to Portland State, losing at the horn to Montana State in Bozeman, losing by a single possession, I think seven other times. Five one-point losses. Five one-point losses. In I mean, league. I mean, they've gotten to overtime like five times. The only game they won in overtime was against the Grizz on a buzzer beater. So this has been sort of the story. I guess it wasn't quite a buzzer beater, but that last couple seconds uh, down there in Flagstaff. So that's been sort of the story of their season. Uh, I, I think they're just they're just riding the, the high of, of having nothing to lose, man. Cinderella. Uh, absolutely. And uh, I think the Grizz have to be very wary of that. Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz, joining us here on Nuanas now. What then are the key matchups? I, mean, I, th- I think you mentioned one. I mean, the way Bannon's able to handle Tout, because B- Bannon is such an unbelievably skilled player. Sometimes, though, when the opposing big gets up in his face and gets in his drawers, it flushes him a little bit. Can he emerge from that? Because Tout wants to annoy you. He wants to. He wants you to be mad at him. You know, he, he's, he is a 
surly dude who's going to go right at you. So that's one, but I mean, where else do you see this this matchup see, playing out? I see two X factors, and one of them is based off what you just said of Tout won the battle against Bannon in Missoula. There's no secret about that. But who's the X factor that could maybe neutralize Tout? It's Laulu Oki in this right. game. I think if Oki comes in and he's the one that can bang bodies a little bit with Tout, that frees up Bannon, and I think that's a matchup the Grizz have to exploit. Another one is how they like to hide Jalen Cohn, maybe yep. on a non-shooter for the Grizzlies. You might see him on... Lon L. Martin Jr. or Josh Vasquez, and I think that will open up the door for Brandon Whitney again. So I think Brandon Whitney against whoever is guarding him, if it's not Jalen Cohn, he is going to have a speed advantage. I think you might see transition buckets or at least seeing him get to the rim. To me, those are the two big matchups. I think that Bannon needs to get loose. Lalu Oki and Brandon Whitney could be the X factors in this game tonight. On the flip side for Northern Arizona, I mean, Oakland Ford. I yeah. didn't realize this until I was putting it together. He's made six three-pointers here in the two games. That's right. He made four three-pointers in all of the Big Sky games total. I was going to say, I didn't even know who this dude was. I thought somebody forgot their jersey the first game when they were playing Idaho. I was like, who's four? He, I looked up, I was like, a freshman. I don't remember a freshman. I don't remember watching him in Bozeman. I don't remember watching him in Missoula. And now he's like the hero of the tournament so far for NAU. He played a total of 16 minutes in the two games against Montana. was scoreless in the first yeah. game. His, his role was diminishing down the stretch. He was kind of in jeopardy of falling out of the eight-man rotation, and sure enough, he's hero. So just add that to the Cinderella script as well. Another guy for NAU that has stepped up is Nick Maines. Nick Maines played in 150 games. He's played some of his best ball, too. They're just bounce across the board, man. This is a good matchup back and forth. I think it's going to be a high-level game, and I also think there's going to be some points on the board. I think both of these teams want to run tonight. One thing I meant to ask you, because I, I actually got a request from our good friend Ryan Tuto that we talk about this for a brief moment. By the way, I'll be on ESPN Plus for the pregame for this uh, matchup here in just a little while. Hopefully I don't just repeat everything Riley just told us, all the great <laughs> info. But, you know, different audiences for, for different broadcasts. But uh, regardless, because I was on the postgame broadcast yesterday, I wasn't in the Grizz presser. One of the keys to the game yesterday that I haven't really heard anybody talk about is when the Grizz went to a box and won and put Josh Vasquez on Brock McKenzie. Did Coach Takir talk about it last night? And either way, I mean, you got to just be so impressed with Josh Vasquez completely redefining his role uh, here as a senior for the Grizz. It's been really cool. Nobody asked him about the box and one, so that uh, they missed you in there in the press conference. I talked with Coach about it and the change in strategy. And it was more of, hey, we know that we are not going to be able to stop Brock McKenzie. We just need to slow him down. And the yeah. speed of Vasquez did that. For Josh, he's been doing it on both sides now, Coulter. Coming into the tournament, he had his best three-game scoring stretch. And then to have him as a lockdown defender, they're going to need him tonight. Obviously, with the shooters around the perimeter, a guy that doesn't get talked about enough, too, is Xavier Fuller. He's got some size. Where do they put Vasquez tonight? Because Josh is completely emerging the number six role, maybe number five. And I know starters, sometimes it doesn't matter all the way, but you can make the argument that he has maybe replaced Lon L. Martin in that spot right now. But I'm just very pleased and happy for Josh Vasquez that uh, he has become a big factor for them. And that boxing one was so key last night. 58 minutes and change until the tip of the first semifinal game here at the Big Sky Tournament from Boise, Idaho. Fourth seeded Montana versus number nine NAU. You can find the great call on the Grizzly Radio Network across the state of Montana as well as on the Varsity Network app. He's Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. Thanks for being here, man. Good luck. Always. Thanks, man. You want us now, ESPN Radio. We'll talk about the uh, much too late but very much highly anticipated second semifinal between Montana State and Weber State plus we got our Treasure State Stars. Our tournament takeover live from Boise continues. Don't change the dial.
Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. I gotta say, thanks to all the uh, commentary on my outfits <laughs> on Twitter from my uh, ESPN appearances all week long, glad to know y'all are watching, you know, and uh, if you love my pink jacket, so do I. If you don't, guess what? I don't care. <laughs> thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, on Nuanas Now. Your one-stop shop for uh, all things old-school hip-hop and uh, music commentary. Maybe even some fashion advice. I'll give you a hint. I'm wearing uh, a pink floral shirt today for my upcoming pregame hit. You can always find me on uh, ESPN Big Sky Courtside. Sometimes before the action, sometimes after the action. just depends. It depends on where I'm at, when they need me. Uh, But you can find myself there. You can also find all sorts of great interviews and commentary and analysis there, Alex Eshelman, our former colleague at SWX Montana Television and now uh, the director of digital broadcasting for the Big Sky Conference. She's the host uh, all week long. And uh, some great solidified analysts like Carla Taylor, one of the all-time winningest women's basketball coaches in Big Sky history. Tanaka Beard, one of the great men's basketball players in Big Sky history. And then a whole bunch of other Big Sky-oriented guests. So go check out that Big Sky courtside. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, live from Idaho Central Arena, downtown Boise. It's our tournament takeover, presented in part by Palmer's Drug and Lolo Drug. We are uh, getting into the spring, which means allergy season is probably right around the door, right around the corner. And uh, they got all sorts of affordable, uh, over-the-counter allergy relief there at both the local pharmacies. Palmer's Drug located there. Uh, on and off uh, Southwest Higgins and 39th and uh, Lolo Drug located right there uh, in the right when you get into the city of Lolo just uh, right it's left right at the first stoplight there uh, in Lolo see what local pharmacy can do for you Palmer's Drug and Lolo Drug proud sponsors of the tournament takeover here uh, on Nuanez now Let's dive into our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union is a great place to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Treasure State Star number one, how about all the uh, great Frontier Conference teams from the state of Montana uh, this year? I I do think there's a uh, trickle-down effect. When it comes to basketball in Montana, I do think that the, uh, as we were talking with Riley Corcoran earlier, I do think that the uh, the fact that Montana's a little bit under-recruited at the D1 level, it directly impacts the talent throughout all levels of, of Montana men's basketball. 
I don't think it's coincidence. That's why there's really good teams in the frontier, both men's and women's. So I think a lot, a lot of times the best talent from Montana that maybe could play at a higher level doesn't because they want to stay close to home, and they end up in the frontier. So the, the Montana Tech men's basketball team, they play here in just a little while. They play 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, they host their first-round game. They play Westmont College of California. So um, Caleb Belich, a Montana high school legend at Manhattan Christian, led his squad to three straight state championship games and a state title as a senior at the Class C level. Then he played at Montana State for a little while. He was the Frontier Conference Player of the Year this year, and he leads a very talented and high-scoring Montana Tech squad uh, into the NAIA National Men's Tournament. Also, several teams from the Women's Frontier Conference uh, in the mix uh, at the National Tournament. Carroll College, the Frontier Conference Tournament champions, they got a two-seed. They host... Rochester University out of Michigan tonight, 7 p.m. That one's from Helena, Montana. So we got Butte and Helena hosting national tournament games at the NAI level. That's pretty cool. Montana Western, they are uh, underway. They tipped at 5 p.m. against Philander Smith out of Arkansas. Montana Western has played in Park City, Kansas for their first round game. And then Rocky Mountain College, they also got an outlarge bid out of the frontier. They are playing right now, uh, I guess in about 45 minutes, 6.30 tip. They're playing Menlo College out of California, and that game is in Lewiston, Idaho. So uh, congrats to all the Frontier Conference teams that made the NAIA National Tournament, and uh, we'll have results from the uh, Montana Tech men's game plus all three of those Frontier Conference women's games tomorrow. Trader State Star number two presented by Parkside Credit Union. How about Montana State Billings? Again, another example of the uh, talent trickling downhill. MSUB sent in both of their teams, men's and women's basketball, to the Division II National Tournament. It's the first time that that has happened since 2002 that both the Yellow Jackets teams are going to D2, so are going to the D2 uh, National Tournament. So uh, D2 is kind of fun. They they have um, eight different regionals. I guess it's maybe four different regionals, and the number one seed in each regional hosts. Uh, that regional, and then they reseed when they get down to the uh, the end of the tournament, the lead eight or the final four. I can't remember which one, but either way, it's uh, it's a fun format. It's uh, always cool, and uh, we'll give you results of what's going on with MSUB upcoming. Trader State star number three, a guy we talked about a lot on this show when he was starring at Hardin High School. Now he's a junior college standout at. Uh, Junior College in uh, North Dakota, famous left hand out of Hardin, Montana. He was the Mondat Conference MVP named uh, earlier uh, this week. He's playing at the United Tribes Technical College right now, and uh, he's averaging 23.6 points per game. So one of the top junior college scorers in the country, shooting almost 50% from the field, and almost 40% from the three-point line. He's also shooting almost 90% from the free throw line. So. Uh, that coveted, coveted 50-40-90 club, famous left hand, he is right there uh, doing it at a high level. Another guy that was sort of a peer of his had played high school basketball around the exact same time in Montana, who's now also having a great uh, college career, is Philip Malatar out of Arlee, Montana. He also was his conference's uh, player of the year. And uh, over there, Eastern Oregon, he's had an outstanding last couple of years. He's averaging almost 19 points per game since he landed at Eastern Oregon. And uh, another guy that's representing well for the state of Montana uh, at the collegiate level. Thursday start number six, Anand Moody. Talked extensively about him 
throughout this radio show so far. If you missed any of that commentary, particularly some good insight from Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz. Uh, Moody, he is one of the most exciting players the Grizz have ever had. I think he's one of the great showmen in Montana basketball history. And last night, uh, he continued to show up and, and play his best when his best is needed. He had a career-high 28 points. He also had a career-high 7 assists. And he led the Grizz past Idaho State into the semifinals of the Big Sky Tournament. First tournament win for Montana uh, in a couple years. So a big-time performance from Anand Moody. And uh, he'll be a key factor again about 45 minutes till tip from this semifinal game featuring number four, Montana, versus number nine, uh, NAU. Uh, so Anand Moody, uh, great work by him and uh, just so fun to watch. Thursday star number seven, Danny Sprinkle, Helena, Montana's finest. I'm not going to lie, when Sprinkle first got hired as the head coach at Montana State, uh, it's not as if I was skeptical. I was just I just didn't know what I thought of the hire as a guy who had been a career assistant in the Big West. But I did think if Danny Sprinkle was going to have success at Montana State, I thought he was going to do it with a running gun, uh, high scoring, shoot him up, you know, big time, spread the floor, three-point shooters, all that sort of stuff, because that's the type of player he was. I never in my wildest dreams expected Danny Sprinkle to be gunning for a second straight Big Sky title because his team has the best edge in the league, because his team is the toughest, most physical, most raw team in the conference. I didn't think that was going to be the case. I never thought that they would be able to take that mantle from Montana and do it like they have, but they have. And now here they are gunning for a second straight tournament berth. Uh, They are on their second straight 21 season. They haven't done that in 30 years. If they make it to back-to-back NCAA tournaments, that'll be the first time in program history. Uh, everything that they've done has been historic since Danny Sprinkle took over. It's just been so impressive to watch. Uh, the Helena High product and Montana State alum uh, do right by his alma mater. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if they can get back to the championship game for a third year in a row. Uh, they play Weber State tonight, 9 p.m., and uh, it should be interesting to see how that matchup plays out. But if they can, uh, yet another uh, feather in the cap for one of Montana's favorite sons, Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle. Treasure State star number eight. How about Lori Payne, Northern Arizona women's basketball coach? She is from Haver, the High Line. She was one of the great girls basketball players in Montana State history. She went to Washington where she was a two-time first-team All-Pac-12 point guard. I guess it was the Pac-10 when she was playing in it. Uh, but either way, Lori Payne, one of the great female basketball players to come out of Montana. And now, in her sixth year, guiding Northern Arizona, she's got the Lumberjacks in the championship game for the second year in a row, and they are trying for their second-ever NCAA tournament appearance. They will take on Sacramento State tomorrow uh, at 3 p.m. And uh, if they get there, that's one of the great rebuilds this league has seen. Because NAU, uh, they were good in the 90s, and then they were absolutely awful uh, at the, after their last tournament, brother, 2006, they completely fell off a cliff, and they were just awful for like 15 years in a row. And uh, since she took over, they went from okay to pretty good to really good and to now the number one seed in the tournament, the Co-Big Sky champions. And uh, I don't know, I think probably the favorite tomorrow against Sac State, although uh, that will be an interesting contest because uh, I think both the teams have a lot of firepower. Two of the best point guards in the league, Kalasia Dean uh, for Sac State and Regan Skank for NAU. So, uh, should be a good one uh, tomorrow. Finally, Treasure State star number nine, Avery Choinard. She is a senior at Kalispell Flathead, and she hit a walk-off buzzer beater to the glee of the entire Flathead gym. The Western AA Divisionals were played up there in Kalispell last week, and uh, 
her buzzer beater, beat Missoula Hellgate in the Western AA Divisional Championship game. And so sort of out of nowhere, Kalispell Flathead takes the number one seed out of the West into the Class AA State Tournament in Butte in girls basketball uh, this upcoming weekend. Pretty cool. Pretty cool to watch the highlights and pretty cool to see just the joy uh, that these kids are experiencing uh, with some, as they get to be a part of uh, some of March Madness. There you go. Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place uh, to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Get you set up for Championship Wednesday and take you home here on your Tuesday. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things, from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. ESPN Radio, SWX by Chat Television, and the ESPN MT app. We are coming to you live from Idaho Central Arena. The Big Sky in Boise. We're back at it. We got a couple Treasure State heavy semifinals here tonight. It's kind of crazy because the last several times we come to this tournament, uh, it's the Montana State women that's the ones that are uh, usually carrying the day and making sure that we have somebody to, to fervently cover. We obviously cover this entire thing, but uh, having a, a Treasure State squad that plays deep into the tournament. And uh, they're actually the first ones out here in this one. Lady Grizz went one and done. That's become uh, sort of a disturbing trend. That's happened now five years in a row where the Lady Grizz have lost their first tournament game. But for the first time in quite some time, we got the Grizz and the Cats each in the final four of the Big Sky Tournament. The Grizz take on Northern Arizona here in about 35 minutes. And the Cats, uh, they take on Weber State in a rematch of one of the best games of this tournament from a year ago. Uh, that one tips at 9 p.m. You can find it on ESPN2. You missed anything in the show today here on Nuanas Now? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. To see how Blackfoot Communications can help you and your small business, visit goblackfoot.com. Also presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and also presented by the Montana State Bookstore. Best place to get your blue and gold 
anytime you're on campus there at MSU. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com.